Tonight, uncover the truth shrouded in secrecy. Join us on a journey into the enigmatic world of the Roswell Incident, where fact and fiction collide. Get ready for a gripping exploration that delves into government cover-ups, extraterrestrial mysteries, and the enduring question, what really happened in Roswell? Tonight on Newsworthy, two words and two question marks. scoured the podcast world and finally found us newsworthy with steve and jerry where we delve into all things mysterious macabre or out of this world and decide if they are truly newsworthy two words and two question marks why should you work with ed lock A better question is, why wouldn't you work with him? He is proud to support an amazing lender, USA Mortgage. When you work with them, you can expect a home financing experience that is free of hassles and headaches. They have complete control over your loan due to in-house operations such as processing, underwriting, closing, and funding. USA Mortgage represents a lot of fantastic things but they are especially thrilled to partner in several community outreach programs, including Habitat for Humanity, Home Sweet Home, Veterans Community Project, and many, many more. They love going to work every day, which means they love working for you. Ed wants to be your lender for life, so reach out to him today and get the journey started. If you would like more information, please reach out to Edlock at area code 502-680-0953. NMLS 448-908, USA Mortgage NMLS 227-262. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions may apply. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hello, gentlemen. How are you today? Hello. Doing great and getting better. Me too. I feel better. Yeah, you look better. Oh, thanks. No tubes, no staples. I don't look like a Borg today, so that's good. I'm wearing pants. That's good. <laughs> Jerry doesn't seem to agree. He must have liked me without pants. No, I had... Uh, I, I didn't hear any complaints my... from him last week. Right? <laughs> like them pajamas, didn't you? Woo, woo. <laughs> oh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Mr. Steve. Guys, you know what I did today? I'm so proud of myself. I burned 2,000 calories today. Really? Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty nice. That's it was. Nice. Well, not really. Why? I left my cinnamon rolls in the oven too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I'm burning 2,000 calories. I'm just saying. That's that's it. Yeah, I, I didn't have a really good week this week either. Oh, what happened? My buddy, he just got fired from the bank. Mm. Uh, the lady asked him to check her balance, so he pushed her over. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> I actually had a very good week. Did you? Yeah, I've decided on my next business venture. Oh, yeah? 
I'm going to open a food truck. A food truck? That's a good idea. You'd be good for but, that. You're going to sell nothing but chicken sandwiches. I'm going to park it next to Chick-fil-A. I'm going to open it only on Sundays. I even have a name for it. I'm going to call it Side Chick. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. That's awesome and not a bad idea. Right. I mean, it's a joke, but that could work. (laughs) And you you make some pretty good chicken, so just saying. I mean, I might I might stop. That's what she said. (laughs) Oh gosh. What? You You're disagreeing? Yeah. Always. Always. Surely not. Mm, I don't I do, and quit calling me Shirley for those (laughs) wonderful fans who understand what that line's about. (laughs) You make me happy. Mercy, mercy. I'll let you know the jokes about women are not funny. Period. <laughs> really? Hey, you got two in a row, man. That was even wow. two for the price of one. Not even playing. <laughs> this is gosh. That's pretty good. I am uh yeah. cusp. I'm blown away, Jerry, by your uh Candor. Your, your candor. Yeah, that's the word. That's the word I would use, candor. Well, uh, it's not the first time, so. So, we got got a big topic this week. We do, huh? That's pretty big. We do, a little bit. A little bit. I am uh, pretty impressed, uh, pretty happy with it. We've been skirting around the edges for a long time to get here. Um, hopefully, this is going to lead into a couple other great things. Uh I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. And I, well, even I've heard about this incident before, and I guess like like last week, last week I didn't hear about any either one of those incidents. This one I've heard about it. But I didn't know how little I knew about it. Most you, people are that way. Once you start getting into this, holy, holy, there's all kinds of. It just you go through the, like we were talking about before the episode. You get through that rabbit hole, and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much to this topic. So many rabbit holes. It's so involved. <laughs> I, uh, before we get into it, I'm just going to go off the cuff for one second. I just want to say that, um, does any, I mean, I know you're a huge Marvel fan. Uh, Jerry, probably not so much. Nope. Uh, Marvel's like barely got 47 million in, in the, in the, uh, in the movie theaters this week. It's by all accounts the worst mar- performing Marvel movie. Is anyone surprised? Ever. Anyone? Surprise at that. I mean, listen, I, I I like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. However, why did you have to add? Why do you have to add a sidekick and another sidekick? I just that were both introduced in a Disney Plus show that hardly anybody watched. And in my opinion, this is my opinion, not worth anything. Captain Marvel is one of the weakest Marvel characters, just because I feel like they. Gave her so much power that it's like, well, well, it's their version of Superman. She's not a likable character, yeah, in my opinion. But here, here's my thing, and the only reason I bring this up is because um, a, I wanted to spring something on you guys <laughs> because that makes it fun for me. But today I saw an article that said that the Disney is blaming toxic masculinity on the fact that the Marvels is doing terribly. If, can we talk and about give, And given our roots of the show, I couldn't let that go. I'm sorry. I just can't. Is there is there a chance we'll ever talk about the South Park stuff that just came out? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? No, but I'm sure we can make it. We make time for it. I just, 
If if you are a Disney representative down in Florida or California and you're listening to this show, let me assure you that if you make a good quality product, toxic masculinity is not going to reduce your sales at all. Did Black Widow struggle? I right. don't remember. No, well, Black Widow, uh, Scarlett Johansson had to sue because it was the first big blockbuster that they did a split release on. Right. That's right. Absolutely. And it cost her money, she yeah. thought. So, um, but no, I mean, Black Widow was. It did better than. Oh, yeah. Marvel. By far. I, I, yeah. Qu- Men yeah. who are masculine are not intimidated by a long or strong female lead. Look at Princess Leia. Princess Leia. I mean, back in um, the 80s. Uh, we are intimidated and we don't like to be preached at and we don't like to be talked down to and we don't like shitty movies. So (laughs) make a good movie that doesn't preach to us, especially in this particular genre, and your sales will be there. Just saying that, Disney. Go with it with what you want. Now, let's get to why we're really here, shall we? (laughs) You've just triggered me, man. It's like... (laughs) I like I like threw that out. Do you see how I did that? It was just oh, like fishing. I just I threw could, the line. I could talk about ten episodes on this. I, I put topic. I put I put the bait out there, and I just reeled Brett right in. Just <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was great. But yeah, that's I, I actually enjoyed the first Marvels movie, Captain Marvel. I enjoyed that very well. Um, but this one, I'm not even gonna go watch. Yeah, yeah, just terrible. Uh, the reviews are so bad. Anywho, what are we talking about today, Jerry? Are you excited? The Roswell incident. I am not probably nearly as much as either one of you. Well, I haven't bought into it nearly as much as you guys. I think Brett, I think about 95%. Steve, about meh, 75 Me, I'm kind of 50-50. I think that... So you, you, you don't know if it was... I don't. Alien or not. No, I don't. The government really screwed themselves. We're getting way ahead, so yeah, yeah. I'll cover that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that in just a sec. And you're right; um, the government has created this monster yeah, big time. Um, as we talked about right before we went on the air, had they just came out initially when this happened and said, "Oh, we lost a weather balloon," this wouldn't be a story. We wouldn't be covering it. It wouldn't have been a thing. There wouldn't be a little alien sitting down in that you can go rent for the weekend in Roswell, New Mexico. If they had stayed with what their original story was, we have custody of a flying disc. Yeah. That was their original. If they had stayed with that story, it would have been okay. Yeah. We wouldn't have to worry about disclosure at this point if they were just honest because... It didn't create a mass panic. It didn't when they when all. they released that. It um, didn't. You know the disclosure issues that they're doing now with the Navy videos. Most people don't even know what the TikTok is. They're like, "What? I watched that app." No, no, the TikTok that the Navy released. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know they they don't even understand what that is. So no mass panic for full disclosure. People can handle it. We're good. Well, and. And like we were talking about before that episode aired, we, I think there's a difference between some of the things that they that p- people claim they saw in this that is not as comparable to oh we saw something it flying through the sky that we couldn't really explain, but we have no proof other than we just saw it. Right. 
Well, we're going to get into that. Now, the, the basis of today's episode is going to be based on the History Channel and Adam Janos's, um, and I hope I say his name right, uh, report that he updated in on December or January, July 6th, I'm sorry, 2023. Um, he did a great job with the reporting. I actually read four or five articles and kind of chose his because was it was yeah. it was kind of right in the middle. It wasn't slanty. Even Wikipedia is very slanted on this issue. I agree. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to pull the way. I'm going to I'm going to read through the article, and we'll just kind of pick out the rabbit holes and the, the questions as they come, and try to cover them. I also have a list of all of the people involved in the Roswell incident, whatever their role was, whether it was a bit role, whether it was a big role. Um, and one of the things I know Jerry was hung up about a little bit was whether or not there were even were there alien bodies, were there bodies of any kind. Right. Um, so we're going to get into it. Uh, and this is all going to lead. We're going to try to cover the event, some of the people, what the what happened to the stuff and what it all leads to. It's pretty aggressive for one show, isn't it? Well, we don't think we can cover it all in one show. No, probably not. Also, I want you to know I'm drinking Barefoot Moscato Blueberry tonight. I've had it before. It's very good. Very tasty. Very feminine. Shut your face, Brett. I was thinking same thing. I, exactly what does this do to your man card? This does nothing because wait, 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 I, He's already lost the man card. I no, no, I have not. And here, here while we're on the subject of man card, <laughs> Joni begs to differ. My mother-in-law <laughs> understands that if I am willing and man enough to admit what I'm drinking, I'm not hiding it from anyone. And I very much enjoy a barefoot fruscato. Well, go ahead. Your mother-in-law. She respects that, and that is, uh, yeah. If I were trying to hide the fact I was over here by, you know, trying to drink a bourbon over top of my or whatever, she would probably pull. Me yeah, I don't know. Hand and drinking a bullet single barrel with this very trash. You could put that in your car and drive on it. I, I don't know why you drink that stuff. If what you said is true about the way your mother-in-law feels. Mm-hmm. It, it brings to light a conversation that, as a matter of fact, you told me about. Uh, conversation, I think it started with a text message at like three in the morning. Care to relate what her thoughts, what did she tell you then? She simply said that I was the greatest son-in-law <laughs> that has ever been among son-in-laws. I hope she hears this episode. And she will. <laughs> Mike will let her know. And that... That she is honored to have me in such capacity. Okay. If you insist. <laughs> I'm sure that we uh, are going to get some clarification. Because if I'm not mistaken, I heard something more along the lines of, the next time she saw you, she definitely was demanding your man card immediately. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. But maybe she be it was because, in, in all fairness, uh, it was because of the, the one wine that I had that had the lady's lips on it. You remember the one? I do. Yeah, oh, we, we remember. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a delicious wine. It wasn't my favorite. <laughs> now we're back to some barefoot. Good wine for good people. Yeah. Barefoot, if you're listening, I would <laughs> wonderfully, uh, we would be happy to sponsor your product. Just uh, go ahead and send it to us. It's a bottle of wheat. Yeah, After we've you know. already 
slam their product as no, being no. a feminine. Line. I did Men not. Men drink without losing their man card. Dude, I'm, I don't I'm think we're going to hear from them. <laughs> I, I'm drinking it and I'm happy. By the way, sad news. Um, you know, I named my other motorcycle after Stella Rosa because right. it was black and we drink Stella Rosa black. Well, I sold that last week. It's all yeah. gone. Makes me sad. Anyhow. Very much so. Why are we talking about this? We have Roswell <laughs> to talk about. Roswell. Roswell, New Mexico. Ever been there? Never have. Me either. Never been in the state of New Mexico. I had an opportunity once upon a time to take a store when I was in retail in Tucumcari, New Mexico, about an hour, hour and a half east of Roswell. Looked on the map, looked on Google Earth, big sand pit, not interested, no thank you. (laughs) That's a good reason. Right? Are you talking about the city or the state? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I concur. If you're in New Mexico currently and you're listening to us, we love you, but your state's a big sandy mess. And Breaking Bad is phenomenal. Just want to say that. <laughs> um, so let's get into Roswell. What happened? The article's titled, What Really Happened at Roswell? And he gets into a lot of the issues. He does not get into... All of the issues. Right. Nobody could. We could do a 15-piece documentary if we followed every rabbit hole. Um, but they do cover a lot of it. Basically, it began in the summer of 1947, somewhere between June and July, and they don't really know because... It was late June. It was late June, early July. Farmers have huge ranches in the West, a lot of times they don't cover all their range. It's not like here in Kentucky we have twenty or thirty acres and we can see it almost all of it. You know, if something happens, we're going to know right away. Down there, not so much. Um, somewhere late late June, early July, nineteen forty-seven, um, the United States Army Air Force sent out a shocking press release announcing that they had recovered. And words are important here a flying disc from a ranch near Roswell. Now, 70 years later, the incident remains a defining aspect of the area's identity uh, and certainly our government's identity and certainly even more, an entire community's identity. Um, basically, behind all of this UFO mania lies an uneasy truth and the events that tried transpired that summer are anything but clear-cut. With admitted cover-ups, conflicting explanations um, between whether it was a saucer, whether it was a spy craft, was it the Soviets? Um, And even today, there are new and emerging uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Theories. Theories. So anyway, Mac Brazel, W.W. Mac Brazel, found the wreckage on a sizable property in Lincoln County, New Mexico, 75 miles north of Roswell. Several flying discs and flying saucer stories had already appeared in the national press that summer. This was the beginning. This happened up in Washington with the first guy when he saw the, the disc. Created a you know an absolute... How many reports did you say, Jerry? Had, had well, the pop- original guy happened. There was a civilian pilot in June. Right. Within, I think it was six months, over 800 reports had been called in 
mm-hmm. saying that they had seen something similar. Right. 800 within a 800. And there was one in near Roswell two weeks before this happened. Right. Um, so, anyway, uh, several flying disc flying saucers had appeared in the national press that summer. Brazel believed that the wreckage, which included, to his credit, rubber strips, tinfoil, and thick paper, might be something of that ilk. He took some of the material to the sheriff, George Wilcox of Roswell, who thought that uh, they should let the Army know. He called Colonel William Blanchard, the commanding officer of Roswell Army Airfield, RAAF, um, and the next day the RAAF released a statement in writing that said many of the rumors regarding the flying disc became reality yesterday when intelligence officer, when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force. Man, those they like those big, long names. Roswell Army Airfield was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through cooperation of one of the local ranchers and the sheriff's office of Chavez County. Again, to me, this is where, this was the original press release, the first one, and words matter. They didn't say debris. They didn't say um, weather balloon. They didn't say... Um, well, it was debris. We we know that it was. Understand? Well, right. That's not but what was what? said. But Words they, make a difference. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I'm sure you're going to get into it, but there there's specific reasons why they would want people to not want to be interested in this area. They sure they don't want sure. the the press. So for them to say that it was a a flying saucer rather than a weather balloon is has pre- pretty significant differences in the effect on, you know, people coming into that area. Well, sure. We'll just go ahead and cover it um, because you're right. If of all the areas in the United States, this is not where you want a, a, a disc to appear because it just draws attention. This was the, the, the Roswell Army Airfield, the RAAF, was guess what, Jerry? We talked about this last week. What? It was the very first atomic squadron group in America. We've already talked last week about how an alien, atomic squadron group. It's a bomber unit yeah. with nuclear weapons. Gotcha. <laughs> um, that's what they used before we well, had atomic the weapons. Uh, yeah. Well, um, at the time that's all we had, but yeah, yeah. Um, it is what we would have used to drop the bombs on Nagasaki on Hiroshima. They, they right. came from this airfield. Gotcha. Um, and we talked last week about how aliens have, in many, many cases, frequented atomic and nuclear nuclear sites. So this is, if you're the U.S. government, this is the last place you want to draw attention to. Right. It plays out in podunk middle of nowhere. So that's why I think words are important. Had, had they thought about it for 0.3 seconds and said, you know, this is a weather balloon, Story's over. Nobody, everybody goes on about their day. Um, even if, you know, later we're going to talk about a different project, even if they brought that up, nobody thinks twice about it. They go on, but they specifically said, and I think this is where words matter, flying disc on two different occasions. Anywho, um, the U.S. Army, however, quickly reversed themselves on the flying saucer claim 
stating that they found debris was actually from a weather balloon releasing photographs of Major Marcel posing with pieces of the supposed, and I'm using air quotes, weather balloon debris as proof. For decades, UFO researchers were skeptical of the government's changed accounts. Again, if the government's going to change their story, I ain't buying what the government's selling. This isn't the only time. Right. It's going to change again a couple of times before we're all said Spoiler done. alert. Spoiler alert. Thank you. Thank you, Brett. So, fast forward all the way to 1994, and this is going to wrap it up in a nutshell, and then we're going to break it apart. 1994, the U.S. government comes out again. The U.S. Air Force says, you know what? We lied. It wasn't a weather balloon. It was part of a super-duper secret Project Mogul. Project Mogul was a huge contraption of a weather balloon-type balloon that had several listening devices attached underneath. It was meant for stealth. Uh, It was meant to be released and to monitor uh, sound-wise to see if the Soviets were blasting nuclear bombs and testing nuclear atomic bombs. Um, These would, kind of like the one we had, the few, the the Chinese balloons that they were sending over us a few months ago, uh, we were sending these over in in spades, the way I understand it, to try to see where the Russians were with their nuclear program or their atomic program. Um, and I really think that if they just came out and said, hey, we had a spy balloon crash, <laughs> story goes away. What are the odds that then or now that we acknowledge a top secret military program that's never before been talked about? No, I get that. Zero. But we it, don't it, do that ever. Say it's a weather balloon, because it, it, in this area it seems like, from what I was researching, <laughs> th- these people had seen weather balloon crashes. Right. It wasn't uncommon, uh, even. Um, uh, these particular people have seen a lot of things. They were testing the V two rockets down here that we had stolen from Germany, right outside of of the, the RAAF. RAAF. Yeah, and it said that Brazel himself had seen weather balloon crashes on his property. Um, on his property? On his property. On the, the, the Because his property butted up against... He had a huge ranch. Yeah, huge so, ranch. So, I mean, and I mean, it took him a while just to even... Just to even see this, uh, you know, this wreckage. So, I mean, he had a, he, I mean, a now, huge piece of land. Who? Marcel? He was the army officer, not the... No, no, Brazil. 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 I you said Marcel. Yeah, yeah, the rancher, sorry. Yes. So, yeah, so weather balloon crashes weren't, one thing, weren't uncommon in this area. Um. Well, that was random. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, it was, in my, it was in my headphones. I'm sorry. I heard it, too. <laughs> so, basically, for, dec- for decades, um, UFO researchers were skeptical of the government's change account. 1994, they released the statement of the now-released and declassified Project Mogul. Um, basically high altitude balloons equipped with microphones that were used to detect sound waves at a stealth distance. These balloons uh, monitored Soviet Union's attempts at their own atomic bomb. And because Project Mogur was a covert operation, uh, they didn't want to give give away details of their spy network. And we do know that 100% is true. 
Yeah, absolutely. That program existed. That program went on. Uh, that program, the, there was an airfield about 150 miles west of Roswell where they were actively releasing balloons at a high rate yeah. during this time period. Yeah. Those are facts that are right. not disputed. Right. And if you actually look at some of the released photos of Project Mogul, it could very easily be construed as, well, crazy looking. If if that were to crash, you would be like, what the hell is that? I get that. Again, if you just said that, oh, we had a, a, a balloon crash. Initially, even if you just said it was a weather balloon, the story goes away. Even yeah. when they originally said it's a flying disc. Like you said, there wasn't mass hysteria. There wasn't people marching in the streets. Wall Street didn't collapse. Last week, we talked about the book, remember, that the woman wrote, You Can't Tell the People? Yeah. Guess what? Maybe it was the wrong people, but they did tell the people. Yeah. Now, the people who released this was Roswell people. Roswell people were not the ones running Project Mogul. The military operates on a need-to-know basis. I almost guarantee you they had no idea what this other group 150 miles west was doing. But they did tell the people. And and still, no big deal was made. Like you said, this report didn't, not much happened from it for 30, 40 years. Project Mogul, just so you know, the high altitude balloon from bottom to top, this entire array was bigger than the Washington Monument. It was oh, wow. over half the size of the Eiffel Tower. So huge, huge deal. And that would explain that because the size of the wreckage was one thing that it seemed like spread over a huge multiple area. witnesses had had said, uh, "Yeah, it was it was just a ginormous area," and that would explain that would explain the why it was such a big wreckage. It does explain a lot, but it doesn't explain everything, right? And, and we're going to get into some why of the that. story changed so many times along the way. Um, it explains the story changing one time. I don't think that it explains the story changing repeatedly and over well, and it, it changed, The government story changed three times. The story in day one, flying disc. The story in day two, weather balloon. And then the 1990s, Project Mogul. So that was the three different main government. Yeah. So, yeah, it could explain one. It's not going to explain why the government, like you said, a big part of the problem is you can't keep lying to people. They begin to mistrust, rightfully so, everything you say. Well, and, and as we kind of said, they had already the, the months preceding this event, there had already been a lot of UFO sightings that Which, people had been claiming. Oh, we saw a flying saucer, or we saw, you know, a V-shaped, you know, huge object in the sky, or something like that. So there had already they had already been led up to believe that oh, there's these UFO UFO sightings all over the place. So if they were just left it as, oh, we saw a flying or recovered a flying disc, maybe there wouldn't have been huge mass hysteria, and we've just been like, well, I wonder what it was, you know. Here's the other thing. Yeah, I'm going to flip side that a little bit, uh, piggybacking on what you say. The one thing that had happened within the last few years before all of these sightings that happened, we hadn't seen this stuff. We hadn't had reports. Now, that's not saying that it hadn't been reported. You can go back into paintings that had happened all the way back into the the Roman area, and there were flying objects in those paintings. That There's they hieroglyphics on cave walls 
going back thousands exactly. of years showing things things flying in the sky. In the sky. Right. I'm just going to narrow it down. But here's the thing. Um, what had happened within the previous five to ten years when this started to just explode? The nuclear age, the atomic sure. age. Right. You know, uh, as an example, you were talking about the weather balloon. That doesn't explain that on July 2nd, 1947, that Dan Wilmont and his wife saw an oval-shaped object fly over their house on the day of the crash. Now, if you're sitting on your back porch and you see that, you can certainly tell the difference between that and anything that looks remotely like Project Mogul. I'm just saying, Mogul right. looks like a kite with 400 things hanging off the butt of it. <laughs> it does not look like an object that would be uh, an oval-shaped object. I, I imagine a Ford symbol flying through the air. <laughs> Just saying. Do we want to talk about the kind of the material that they recovered in the wreckage? Brent, I want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. All right. Well, I want to talk about <laughs> So one thing that so there was a there was an incident two weeks before this happened, and there then was. there was this Roswell incident. In, in both of those incidents, there was this basically they described it as aluminum foil, but the difference between this aluminum foil was when you crumbled it, it immediately would go back to its original state and then it had no creases whatsoever. It was, they described it as being practically indestructible. So this material, this was back in the forties. So Bob Lazar, who we've talked about, um, claims to have worked at area 51 and says that he had worked with material such as this, where it was aluminum foil, super light, but practically indestructible. If you crushed it, it would go back to its original form. So that was he came out with that in the 80s. And now fast forward to today, we have this material which does exactly that called nitinol memory foil. So it's basically like a metallic foil that we we've created that will hold its shape. It's so, insane. So yeah, so we've gone from this is like science fiction stuff to now we we actually have this material you can you can look it up. There's YouTube videos of, of showing how it works. Um, so I, I think that is something that is pretty incredible that wouldn't have been on Project Mogul. So one of the other things that most people are unaware of is there wasn't just one crash at Roswell. There were at least two. <laughs> most people forget about the second one. Um, the first one was actually shot down by an experimental U.S. plane that was flying out of White Sands, New Mexico. It was shot effectively by an electronic pulse-type weapon uh, that was disabled and took all the controls away, and that's why it crashed. Now, that's according to an air fight uh, uh, officer French who was an Air Force pilot out of Alamogordo, New Mexico in 2019. 47, and it was being tested in an altitude chamber. Um, pretty crazy. Basically, they hit it with an a, a onboard electromagnetic pulse. Um, the UFO became uncontrollable, flew 100 miles, and crashed. <laughs> and that was uh, Army Colonel John Alexander, who's uh, who decided that 
he was tired of trying to cover that up. So, pretty crazy stuff. Same, yeah. <laughs> Especially all the all this stuff happening in that one area. Well, uh, it was the only area in the country at the time that we had atomic weapons. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they were being developed other places, but that's where they were being loaded on the planes. And well, it was developed in the same state, right? In Los Alamos, yeah. was it not? Yep. So, don't know how far that is away from. Yeah. Roswell. I mean, it's at least in the same state, yeah. right? So, I mean, it's close enough. Same Palisade, right? <laughs> yeah, same Palisade. <laughs> so, some of the other elements of the Roswell story, the eyewitnesses. Um, Here's where it gets funny. You have specific eyewitnesses that say that there were no bodies. However, you have specific eyewitnesses of people that would have no reason to lie. They have no reason to gain, say that there was bodies. Um, You have army troops that were guarding said bodies and you have the wreckage itself. If it's simply a bunch of paper and rubber and sticks and aluminum foil type material, you certainly don't need three flatbed trucks to get rid of all of the debris. Right. Um, You certainly don't need to crate up, and I'm using air quotes here, the alien bodies (laughs) and guard them so that they don't go away or get taken away. Um, and you certainly don't need a to cordon off the entire area to keep the police, the fire department, and all the local people away, which the the government did in in this way. And even the rancher lost I forget how much how many months of time on his land because of this incident. If I had to go into hiding because of not the government, but people trying to harass him. Uh, for the truth, so yeah, and 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 just talking about the alien bodies that were, you know, yeah, let's do supposedly it. Jerry. Seen, this is Jerry's right? favorite part. Jerry loves it. <laughs> so if if there was no alien bodies ever discovered, and it was just a couple people saying, "Oh, we saw alien bodies," the government wouldn't come out with an explanation saying, "Oh, this was the reason for those alien bodies. We had some dummies in that in that balloon." Right. Well, if it is, pro- see, and, and you bring up a great point. If it is Project Mogul, which I was inclined to believe that it was, because Jerry, Jerry pretty much nailed it. You're like 95%. Jerry's like on the fence, and I'm like 75%. I was inclined to believe Project Mogul, okay? Because just of the, after looking at Project Mogul, what it looks like, the size of it, um, the type materials that would be used in something of that nature. However, you don't, if that's your big thing and you're trying to listen to the Russians, you're not also throwing some some mannequins onto your high-weather balloon to see for what? I ain't buying it. I'm out. You, you lost me right there because... What's the point of, of putting... Your mannequins, essentially. Right. What's the point? Of the whole that? point of Project Mogul is to not get caught. It's unmanned. Right. <laughs> so if if you're going to do that, then um, yeah, I'm not I'm not buying that. And, that was, and if there was no bodies, that you could just say, well, there was no bodies found. Not oh, well, those bodies were actually just 
these mannequins that we put on the balloons. Like, that, just, there wouldn't be any acknowledgement of the fact that there were bodies. There was so much debris at this, at this, at this crash site that Robert, Sergeant Robert Smith, a member of the 1st Air Transport Unit at Roswell Army Airfield, spent an entire day loading three aircraft with all of the material from a craft site. Three aircraft. Now, you can assume that these are B-29s, B... Probably B-29s at the time, I would say, in the 40s. I don't... I'm not an aviation expert, historian, um, but that's probably about the biggest we had at the time. B-52 Stratofortresses were just starting to come online in the 50s, so... Probably B-29s. Three of those, full of debris. Gary, you're being awful quiet today. You're having a problem with your headphones. Nope. I'm just waiting for you guys to uh, correct <laughs> what you guys have been saying. Oh, well, how about this? How about, how about Secretary Lydia Sleepy? She was the secretary to Merle Tucker in Albuquerque, New Mexico. She was ordered over the telephone to stop transmitting the, cry, the, the entire alien crash story. I'm just going through some of these people. That. Huh? I read that. Yeah. She was typing up a press release or something, and she supposedly got a call and was told to immediately stop. Yep. We're we just, through the bodies? Huh? We're not through the bodies, are we? No, we're still working on the bodies. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Waiting on your sure. wonderful uh, opinion here. To get to that, let me digress for a second. This happened in 1947. 1947. This incident was largely forgotten until 1978. Do you remember what brought it back into the public's attention? Not much had been said. That Very, very little had been said, and almost nothing had been said. A lot had been said about it possibly being extraterrestrial, UFO, that type of thing. Almost nothing had been said about alien bodies, any of that. In 1978, retired Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Marcel, we've mentioned him several times. He was one, one of the big guys at Roswell. He took a group of people, uh, soldiers, and went to the farm, the ranch, and collected the debris. Uh, first-hand knowledge. Commanding officer. In 1978, he was interviewed by UFOologist Stanton Friedman. In that interview, Marcel revealed that the weather balloon the story that they come out with on day two, right? Day one was we've got the flying saucer. Day two was, oh, sorry, that, that's wrong. Weather balloon. But he revealed, Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Marcel revealed that that had been a cover story the entire time. And it was used to divert the public attention. So he is the one. He's the man that brought this back into the public's opinion. He, at the end of the interview, said that he believed it was extraterrestrial in origin. I don't disagree with anything you've just said. Yeah. And he, he was, was the man, and him and his group of soldiers collected the evidence. Right. Yeah. And, and he, he was said the one until that, his dying day that there was no bodies. Yeah. Uh, and he, well, he did take a picture with the, the wreckage, and he was like, There's several pictures. That's right. And that's, he said, That was not the wreckage that we found. Right. No, no, no. You're talking about the wreckage that they did the press conference with? Correct. Yes. Yes. There's also different pictures taken by military, on military bases of only military personnel. 
and it doesn't exactly match what was used in the press conference. It probably was swapped out to a large degree. Um, and he himself says that he believes that the event was extraterrestrial in origin. Yeah. What reason would this man have in lying and saying there was no bodies? The United States uh, used C-46 transport ships or planes in the 1940s, just so for clarification. Well, we used a lot of transport planes. Yeah, that, that was, was their one primary one. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask So let me ask you this. Sure. And we're getting into like the whole like. And that's what we're here for. Hypothetical. Right. That's what we're here for. Could he have not seen the bodies? One. He's it, a it, commanding it, officer in charge I, of one, everything there. There could have been. They, that could have been the first thing to go. Because you would think. If the rancher had saw the bodies, that would have been a big deal. He you would think that, that he would wasn't, but right. there's we know that quite a bit of pressure was brought on the rancher by different government officials. It's, so he may not have been. And that was to say kind of what I was going to say too. Is there's a there was a couple of individuals who seemed to have a lot of pressure slash threats against them that hey, hey do not talk about this incident. Marcel didn't seem to be. Otherwise, in 1970, he was the exception because Barney Barnett had told him there were bodies seen in a one-piece gray suit after the military and archaeologist arrived. Yeah, and was Barney Barnett there? Uh, apparently, what did he say? He said, "His quote." Uh, uh, wait, L. W. Vern Maltrese said, "Here's his hearsay." So we're just going to scratch that. But he did say that. Barnett had told him that he had seen bodies in one-piece gray suits. And here, I guess the thing that I keep going back to is, why would the government come out with a statement justifying bodies if there was no bodies there? That's the one thing that keeps sticking out to me, is like, why create an explanation for something that doesn't need an explanation? not only, first of all, and I don't, I'm not aware, and I could very well be wrong, I'm not aware that the government did come out with that specific to Roswell. But in several different situations, by the way, there was a lot of different reports in the area of what was believed to be balloons shot down, that there was also supposedly something like a body that the military came and got pretty quickly. The military did say that part of these balloons had dummies in them. I wasn't aware that they were saying in relation to the Roswell incident specifically that they were using that as part of their cover story. I could have missed that. Well, because this... Steve might be getting to this, but this wasn't the the whole dummies in the the Project Mogul balloons wasn't the only story that it seems to have come up as an explanation of the bodies. So it, it just the fact that the the bodies are are getting multiple explanations as to oh well this could have been this or this could have been that leads me to believe that there was at least some truth to that. Norma Gardner, a typist with top security clearance at Wright Pat Air Force Base, typed the autopsy reports on alien beings and physically saw two bodies. I'm pretty sure that one's been discredited even by UFOologists. They don't think she was... I looked at it. What was her name? Norma what? Norma Gardner. Did you, did you all, when, in your research, did you all see the part where... Uh, so... so Mac Brazel, the, the rancher who, who found the wreckage. So he, his son had said... Bill. Right, his son Bill had said that he came to the house shortly after this incident. Nobody was in the house. And so he waited. You know, this was the time before cell phones, and his father didn't have a radio. So he waited for his father. Three days later, he showed up and didn't say much other than he was arrested. So later on, 
neighbors had said that they hadn't seen him for a week at that point. And one of the base's law enforcement officers uh, confessed that he was held in RAF uh, housing. Um, also, according to neighbors, a year later, the Brazel family seemed to have come across a large sum of money. Oh, wow. This, this kind of leads you to believe, again, maybe this is just going down the rabbit hole. You know, this may be some secondary sources, but this leads me to believe that some, they're, they're trying to cover something up. And, you know, oh, if you're, know that. And if you're getting threatened, yeah. you know, with, you know, being arrested and they're offering you a sum of money to, to keep quiet, are you going to talk about bodies? No. You know, I, I, and, and that may be where, you know, there's not as, you know, Marcel may have not even seen the bodies. You know, we don't know. But how could the commanding officer sent I, to clean up debris not know that there's bodies? There may have been an officer ahead. I, I, no, I, I, this is just hypothetical. I, I, I don't know. No, I know what you're saying. And there, it, it just still but, doesn't make sense that the government would ever come out with a statement acknowledging, they acknowledge that there was bodies found. And they're coming up with a justification. When do they acknowledge there's bodies found? They're saying there's a justification. And, of, and, of, and when you justify the reason that there's a body there, you've acknowledged that there's a body I don't think there. they ever did that specific to Roswell incident. I could be wrong. Well, they said there was dummies, and the 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 the, the bodies found can be uh, attributed to being right. dummies, the dummies on Project the, Mogul. Yeah, but I don't think that was specific to Roswell. Is what I'm saying. There was many of these balloons over a long period of time that fell. Project Mogul had a, if you remember, it's a series of balloons, and they were connected together, uh, so that if any of them picked up the, the information that the hearing, if any of the microphones attached. Uh, they were all connected and supposedly sending the same information back down. Over a long period of time, many of them did come down. There was a lot of ranchers in the area who were finding whether it was this or not. Again, I could be wrong, but I don't think that that story was concocted specifically to Roswell. I could be wrong. Jerry's famous last words. I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying this, guys. The, one of you mentioned, if not both of you, when you begin to look into this, you'll find real quickly a branch, and that I, branch will turn into 14 branches. I would, oh, I would agree with that. Each of those will turn into 10 more. Yep. You could spend years. Many people have spent their life researching this and writing books, making movies. There's so many conspiracy theories on this, it's not funny. Uh, and again, no matter what the government says, they created the problem by coming out with so many different stories over a long period Warren of time. You Offic yeah, you're you're right. either trustworthy or not, and the government isn't. Warrant Officer Robert Thomas said that the bodies were sealed in a wooden crate while still at the hospital. Yeah, it seemed, it, it seemed like there was multiple eyewitnesses that saw some sort of bodies. And even the, the one two weeks before, they saw bodies. And if they were... Bodies, if they were dummies, why crate them? Why not just throw them on top of the heap with everything else? Well, and just just be like, <laughs> oh, the, you know, our weather balloon had a had a dummy in it. Here's the dummy. Like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> here's the here's the so called alien. It, it just doesn't. I, There's I guess, so many ways to put this to bed that they didn't chose not to do. Right. Yeah, and they chose to come up with some sort of explanation. Whether it was a broad explanation, it seemed directed towards Roswell to me, but. Um, it just seems kind of kind of weird. And did you want to talk about the 
his son, the Marcel's son. No, go ahead, go ahead. And what he saw, and yeah, go so, ahead. So, so Jesse Marcel, the the officer over this entire thing. So it's so he had brought some of the wreckage home with him to show his eleven year old son at the time, Jesse Marcel Jr., who has come out and and talked about what he had saw. So he said. His father brought part of the wreckage before bringing it to the base due to it not being classified at the time. So at the time, Jesse Marcel didn't realize it was going to be a classified um, classified job. You know, it wasn't until he got back to the base where he was sworn to secrecy. So he said, um, now this is my place. So he basically said that when he was looking at the the object, he saw what looked like at first to be Egyptian hieroglyphics. But when he looked at it further, um, he said there were no animal outlines or figures. They weren't mathematical figures either. They were more like geometric symbols, squares, circles, triangles, pyramids, and the like. And so people have said, well, maybe one one argument I I I read was maybe this was uh, him seeing some sort of other language that was that was written on the, but it, that has been greatly disproven as as very unlikely. One thing I would add to that, he said this in what fashion, what medium? He was writing a book, right? He wrote a book. The title of it was The Roswell Legacy. How do you get books to sell? That's, that's a great point. That's Here's a great the thing. Point. It's not by saying the same thing. It's already, I'm not saying he that's a, it's it a great up. point. That's a great point. But, but he, he was trying to sell books. That's, that's a great point. And that, that's, that's not something that should just be discounted. I, I 100% agree with you. 100%. His wife, to his credit, however, his wife said that he never embellished. He only told what he saw, and he never changed his story. Marcel Jr.'s wife? Correct. And And... and and she would have some sort of. Re- I, you, you're 100 percent saying things that I I I see where you're going. We, we should simply examine the fact. But it's right. just it's just one fact on top of another fact on top of another. It it just builds on itself, in the, my opinion. The one thing that she said, the item that most interested Marcel Jr. was a small beam with a purple-hued hieroglyphics on it. Uh, she said she he never embellished his story. That was the story that he told her when they first met. It was the story that he stuck with. He never changed his story. His story stayed the identical same the entire length of his life. Um, and Mr. Junior, uh, Marcel Junior, passed away in uh, 2013 at the age of 76. And I, I watched on the there was a History Channel uh, documentary about this, where this guy, this, this uh, ex CIA investigator, was trying to look into this these events. And Jesse Marcel's grandkids uh, were on that show, and they were telling stories about how their and like like you had said their their grandfather Jesse Marcel he he thought this was extraterrestrial he like when he took that picture with the wreckage he knew that wasn't what the wreck the original wreckage that he found um, and they all seemed to agree that there was something more to this than than what was shown in the press. And probably even more to it than their father knew. Again, their father, Marcel, was a high-ranking officer at Roswell. He not was just not an a officer. part of Mogul. 
So even if Mogul is the answer, he wasn't privy to that information. Not just he, an officer. He was an intelligence He's officer. He's intelligent, right. There's a difference of being a regular officer <laughs> and being a, a an intelligence <laughs> officer where you have to know what you're not supposed to know. And this, this was... I can't believe he took this crap home and let his son play with it. Well, before I mean, can you imagine if it had been radioactive? If, exactly. Like the so one we covered last week. could not have been okay. The, they cut down a whole forest because the for, trees were radioactive. <laughs> you were absolutely right. It was not classified at the time. Yeah. None of it was considered classified, which is why the next day they come out with a flying disc press release, which real quickly got overturned when some of the right. bigger boys like, eh. We may not want yeah. to go with that story. So I'm sure it wasn't classified. I still can't believe that he would just say, well, you know what? My son would like to look at that. Let me take that home. So, guys, the more you look into it, here's one thing that, that I thought. After, you're right, to digress. I learned so much. But at the end, I thought I've got more questions that I had when I started. Absolutely. Right. It, yes. And like like we kind of said before, we you can go down the rabbit hole. You can there's all kinds of stuff that you can there look is. into. And so I, I I kind of talked about this last episode, just having some sort of personal affiliation with this. And of course, this is a you, sec- haven't, you haven't announced that yet. You need to do that before well, it's over. I I talked. To, do you want me to go ahead and say it, or do you want me to wait? Sometime, whenever you so want. I, to. I'll go ahead and say it now. So yeah. So drum beat. And you could you could call me a liar. That's fine. But so, I will say this. I've known you for several years. I've never known you to lie about anything ever. But, so this is my brother-in-law, and this is a different brother-in-law that, you know, if you've listened a couple weeks ago, we had the ghost stories. This is, a, this is not the same brother-in-law. So we, I, I had told him about the podcast, and we had gotten to talk about, you know, we were talking about UFOs last week. We were going to talk Ramona about Roswell. says hello, by the way. Sorry. Hi, Ramona. <laughs> uh, we were going to talk about Roswell, and he's like, oh, my grandfather taught. My grandfather worked on Roswell. I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, he was a engineer for Homeland Security." I was like, "Really?" And so my brother-in-law, he's also he's a mechanical engineer. Uh, and I started. I was like, "Did he ever tell you anything about it?" And he was. He said that he was very serious about keeping everything secret. He never told the family anything until he was on his deathbed. He was getting ready to die, and he the only thing he told the whole family. Was that we're not alone? That's all he said. Isn't that insane? It is. We're not alone, and, and like I said, you can take that with a grain of salt. But that's like a, a firsthand account. I, I I talked to my brother-in-law. He's not again one to lie. I I told him I was like, hey, we would love to have you on the podcast. Yeah, he was like, no. <laughs> he was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not up for that. But it, anyways, like I said, you can take that for a grain of salt. But that to me was just like, man, it's. This there's something to this that like like we, we like we have talked about every conspiracy theory theory has some truth to it absolutely every 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 folklore story every every it has some sort of truth even when we were talking about Dracula there was we talked about the dead bodies who had you know there you know there there was blood on their mouths and it, it, yeah. there was some sort of truth to the story of Dracula there's some sort of truth sure. to the story of you can see where it started right makes sense and so and just. Just the just hearing that we're not alone uh, from somebody who actually worked on this this project, um, it, it, it's just amazing to me. So. It's not only amazing; it is um, to have it that close to you is 
is remarkable. Right. It, yeah, right. Especially to have it that close to, like, if my son came to you and said, well, dad said we're not alone, not such a big deal because I'm not in a position of power. Your 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 brother-in-law's grandfather was in a position of power and uh, or in a position of authority where he would know with, him, yeah. you know, without. And like I said, he, he had never said anything. Excuse me. He never said anything his entire life to his family. You know, he he took that secrecy serious, and I'm I'm sure that he he knew what would happen if he didn't. So let me let me flip this just for a second. We got a few minutes left in this episode, and I just want to touch on this because this is a big deal. Every you know, I have a one of my best friends in the world. Steph is a pilot. She flies all over the country, and every time she's near Las Vegas, she sends me pictures of the Janet Jets. Okay, if you if you don't know what Janet is, look it up. We our government has its very own uh, passenger jet service. It's called the Janet Jets. They fly from Las Vegas into uh, one of our very next topics uh, into Groom Lake, where the people go to work every day. These people are required to work under secrecy. You can't say who who's on the jet. When you get on the jet, you're not allowed to look at the other people. You you have to. I mean, there's so many rules about people who work in this type environment, especially when it comes to Groom Lake and Area 51 um, and what they're working on. And we, we mentioned Bob Lazar a little while ago. He's one of the very few people who have come out and said, you know what? This is what I worked on. Yeah. You know, and you you can... You can take that for what you want. You can test it. You can do whatever you want with it. And every time somebody's tested Bob Lazar's theories, Bob Lazar has been proven right. Right. Uh, he was talking about a specific um, element, and I forget the 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 elements number. It's I some know. crazy I, I number. Know. Me too. And people were like, "Oh, that doesn't exist. There's no such thing." And then last two years ago, guess what we discovered? Right. Um, so everything that Bob Lazar has said. Bob Lazar has been proven right on. It's kind of... Uh, um, we need to do... A, I, and I, I talked to Steve, but we need to do a whole episode on Bob Lazar. We absolutely will. I even reach out. I mean, I'm sure he has publicists. He's old. He doesn't really feel like fooling with people now, probably. But I'll reach out. I, I'll send an email. Hell, the worst thing you can say is no. Ignore us. But um, we can't have our next topic without talking about Bob Lazar because so much of the information that is about Groom Lake in Area 51 comes from Bob Lazar. Right. But um, you have people like that that say there were discs. There weren't only discs, there were bodies. Right. And we have them right here. You know, Bob. Uh, exactly how they're described, too. Like ex- children's right. size. I mean, it, it, everything and, lines up. You know, a lot of people like the movie Independence Day. I loved it, thought it was a great movie. But how damn close is that if that's legit? I mean, because of the way the the whole area operates. There were so many facts rolled into that movie that were just presented. It blew me away because as somebody who's followed this this topic for a long time, I'm like, I can't believe they just said that about Area 51. Holy shit. Oh, and then they, they, you know, one of the quotes is, how do you pay for this? And he's like, well, you don't think they pay $27,000 for a hammer, do you? <laughs> And I'm like, how the, they just put it out there. They don't even care anymore. They're not trying to hide anything. Well, and, and, and that's and the whole, like, the government has come out with all these, you know, unidentified flying objects that they're seeing. UAPs. And, and, right. Yeah, they're calling it UAPs now. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially 
you know, you have, they, they, there's there's no technology that we have on this earth that explains how this is acting this certain way, and it's just a, it's incredible to me. And, and and what we had kind of talked about, if there is aliens that have the technology to travel to this earth from however far they come, they have the technology to destroy us. And if they've been here, in what I believe, since yeah, at least the 40s, right? right? Maybe even beyond that, with, we talked about the Great Pyramids. The pyramids. And, and it's not even the pyramids. It just keeps going back. You you can look back into art and, and pictures on cave walls of things. And some of the people in the cave walls have helmets on. Right. And it's like, what the hell? And, and then you got the things flying in the sky. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got the uh the 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 the, the what what the lines called in Peru? The 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 names. Oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. That you can't even see from the ground. You yes. you drew these big huge drawings and it's you can't even see it from the ground. How, how the hell are you know? Right. It, it, it's it. If they were here, so everybody's worried about the mass hysteria. Everybody's you know the Independence Day where the aliens come demolish us. If they were here to demolish us, they could have done it a long time ago. Well, I think that I think that you have, I think you fall into two or three camps of that. N a z c a, however you pronounce the it. the nas natch nascha. Lines. lines, yes, yes, but you know it's it's one of those things that I, I think that there are. You know, first of all, let me, for full disclosure, believe that we are nowhere near alone. Think, in my opinion, much more like Men in Black than Independence Day. There's aliens everywhere. There, we're we're one of many. Um, and I can say that you know with. My personal certainty, I, I just, the, the world, as you discussed last week, the, the galaxy, the, the universe, universe is just too big. too big. Yeah. Too big for us not to be. And too old. Oh, and too dragon. old. We, Earth is such a young planet. Absolutely. And like, like you said, like we were talking about, I mean, we're talking about thousands of years of. Hundreds of thousands. Right. It, it, it's, it's just. It, right now, light from Betelgeuse is 100,000 years old. You know, the, we can see what we see is a hundred thousand years old, and, and you know, to me that that blows me away. So, <laughs> I asked Steve this. I think you were there too. I'm not sure, but I'll ask the our, our audience. Sure. If you believe in extraterrestrial life, okay. Stop there for a second and digress. We've talked about the fact that alien or artificial intelligence is increasing. At a rate that is unbelievable. And how much longer will it be until it reaches the rate of human intelligence and then, in fact, surpasses? Probably, it's not next week, it's not next month, it's not next year. But in the foreseeable future, if things continue on the trend that it's on now, that will happen. Now, if we're talking about aliens that we believe have visited Earth, what are the odds that it was artificial intelligence? I think that... Every race and every species, if you will, of alien is going to develop differently just because we are developing. Right. We're, we're dumb enough to create an AI that's going to eventually kill us off. Well, and doesn't mean that all alien races are really, going to be that. So true. you think they were able to get this knowledge? I don't even think they have to have that computers. Knowledge. I don't think that they necessarily need that. And what if we're dumb enough to create weapons 
that will literally destroy the entire earth that we live on. I, I, I 13 heard, times over. I, I, I heard <laughs> yesterday a, a reporter on TV, and I wish I knew which channel. I, I don't. I was watching a video. It wasn't an actual news reporter. I would have remembered. That said that the United States has enough nuclear weapons that we could destroy the entirety of the world 13 times over by ourselves, and we had the most in the world. We do not have the most in the world. No. Russia has the most in the right. world. And Russia has enough nuclear weapons to destroy the world 20 times over. So between just two countries, 30 time, 33 times over, we can destroy our world. Right. That's, that's, a, that's a great thing to have. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful experience, and it makes me feel sleep very good at night. Right. What I'm saying is, just because we've developed these weapons doesn't mean that all races or all I think you're missing the point. The point is for for intelligent life to develop past a certain level, you're going to require computers. And if you think that that does not involve artificial intelligence, I think I'd say you're very naive. Well, no, I don't. I Whether think that for humans, you're, you're in not. Any this, other universe. I think for humans, you're right. No, but, I think for Explain to me a situation where it would not be true for an alien species. So, so artificial intelligence gets their information from human Originally, sources. Yes. Absolutely, well, from someone had to create it. Right, somebody had to, somebody had to give that information out to so that artificial intelligence could. And honestly, artificial intelligence, as we've created it, is, in my opinion, making people, you know, reliant on that artificial intelligence. Absolutely, and so we're. We're not really deep thinking anymore. We're not, you know, writing for ourselves as we kind of discuss, you know, you know, creating recommendation letters or writing essays for ourselves. And so, what if uh, a race? What if a race? Personal just, experience. Yeah, what, what, what if a race <laughs> just didn't create articles and, and they st- they just had that knowledge well, in their heads already? I think I think that. Well, let's just take a step back away from that. We're under the assumption that any race out there has to follow our path, not and that's all. not necessarily I'm not, true. Not, I don't think that. There's not even have to be carbon based, as far as that. Goes. And, and, sure. and just you know, I think we're all Christians at this table. Just the fact that you know the whole story of Adam and Eve. We have original sin as human beings. What if there's a race that doesn't have original sin? Yeah, well, yeah. And, and and you know, and, and obviously that's a religious topic, but I'm just saying, like. You know, just because we're going a certain route doesn't mean every race and the entire universe is going a certain route. Oh, absolutely. I, I just, I think it's fascinating. We can sit here and talk about it. Yeah, it's, 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 like I said, we could, we could talk I about hope it's too. not an artificial intelligence. Because I guess, I guess here's my real question. I, okay, wait. If we think that artificial intelligence is increasing at this rate that we talk about, that no, is no, it definitely unbelievable, is. right? Definitely if is. that trend can continue, think about the numbers he talked about last week. Somebody out there tried it. Somebody did go that route. Did sure. all of them go that route? No. Did some of them? And sure. if it continues to increase at that rate, would it not have the ability pretty quickly to take over any other race that had not pursued that route? Probably. And I mean, and all knowledge is is quantified. So. It would have all the knowledge within its specific species, for yeah. sure. And and, you know. and here's and here's another thing I just keep coming back to is like I 100 believe there is aliens that have visited Earth, people uh, beings that do uh, did not originate from Earth have visited Earth. That's, I 100 believe that. And if they have the power to come to Earth, they have the power to destroy Earth. We have nuclear weapons 
and we're we have no we can't even make it to Mars at this point. We're close. We're close, but we can't even make it to Mars. I don't know that. And here's here's my here's my honest opinion. Talking about AI and aliens, I don't know if we're making it to Mars before AI becomes Terminator and destroys us before we have that opportunity. At some point, AI is going to become self-aware, regardless. There, just because you know Joe Biden last week put in, and not to get political, but put in some last uh, just put uh, did an executive order on some AI guidelines. That's great for any company nothing. based in America. Right, exactly. 100%. And, and um, not saying that there shouldn't be regulations on AI, which there 100% should be. But that should be, if, if there's ever been a reason to have the United Nations, that would be it. It should not, not be. countries even in the United Nations. So. I know. So it's just one of those things that I've seen that movie. I've seen all of those movies. And I'm not looking <laughs> forward to that future. Yeah. I'm just saying, John Connor, we're looking at you, kid. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a scary scenario, and it, you know we're living in a time that we're like, holy shit, <laughs> that we're that this could is happen. Reality, that's yeah. reality. ChatGPT is what they release to the public. Oh my gosh, can you imagine what they didn't release? The what do they? What do they have that they have and, not released? And you see these robots that they they're they're testing that they can punch and kick and they're shoot. The robots are shooting the target, and doesn't matter what they do, they still hit the target. And I'm like. They have some of those for sale to when, police agencies. When those merge, that's a scary. Per- well, that's, and that's who's scary. controlling that? You know, what I mean? it's right. like it, that's what's scary. It, right, yeah. it's, sitting at a computer. It just like currently, currently, at some point, the computer's going to say we don't need some guy. Sure, <laughs> it's, it's a scary thought, and hopefully, for a whole different show, it doesn't happen. Our kids. I didn't mean to but. bring up such a tangent. <laughs> well, no, that's Sorry what that. that's what we do here. Jeff. But I mean, yeah, you have, you make a great point. What if a what if the aliens that are visiting Earth aren't even beings? They're they're some sort of AI. Well, let's that's just a, take it a, a step further. Point. Everyone who has and we'll, we'll get into this later in shows, I'm sure, do have a close encounter of the fourth kind where they are abducted. None of those people ever acknowledge that anyone's actually controlling the ship. So maybe you're right. Maybe AI's got full control of the ship. And the dudes that are there are just learning and probing and, and getting us ready for our eventually extermination. And we definitely need to get into some of those stories of abductions. because You know, there's a lot of those stories of abductions. And here's the thing where I fall closer to Jerry's bent on this. So many of those stories are only brought up during hypnosis, where you're very vulnerable to... Um, being led as opposed to leading the conversation. And and, and just building on that, Bob Lazar says a lot of his memories are from hypnosis. Yeah. But the problem, so, the difference is Bob Lazar has always been proven right. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> and yeah, right. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that he does say that a lot of the memories that he has is from hypnosis. It's crazy. It's crazy. So to keep with our, our very solid, firm, beliefs here jerry we'll start with you because you're the 100 percent more does this need more or less conversation 100%. now are you saying roswell in general or just all ufos all as a all whole roswell is an answer as i mentioned doing the little bit of research i've done in the last week week and a half 
All it has done for me is to create more questions, far more questions than I've answered. So Roswell, absolutely yes. UFOs in general, yes. Aliens, all of it, yes. We need to know more about it. I 100% agree. Me too. I would be two thumbs up on that. Um, And I think that, did you guys just throwing it out there at the end of the show because Joe Biden's director of UAPs said last week, we're not alone and nobody's taking me serious. So I resigned. Did you see that? No, I did not. I did not see that. He resigned last week. So, wow. Um, just we'll leave the show on that note right there. Man, that episode is really interesting. And if you'll stick around for us for just a few commercials, we have another great story to tell you. Hi, this is Ed Lock with USA Mortgage. When it comes to buying a home, the process can be overwhelming and confusing. With so many options, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why it's important to work with a certified mortgage loan originator. I have the knowledge and expertise to guide you through the process and find the best mortgage option for you. I will work with you every step of the way to ensure that you are getting the best deal possible. So if you're looking to purchase or refinance, please reach out to me at 502-680-0953. So don't take on the stress of buying a home alone. Work with me and I will make your dream a reality. Trust the professionals and make your home buying experience a positive one. MLS ID 448908, DAS Acquisition Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, MLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is equal housing opportunity. If you want us to review or rate your product on air, if you have suggestions for new episodes, awesome ghost stories, or anything else, please reach out to us. Our email address is newsworthywithstephenjerry at gmail.com. Our text number is area code 540-709-1318. And now, back to the story. During a study at Harvard in 1957, Dr. Kurt Richter placed rats in a pool of water to test how long they could tread water. On average, they'd give up, sink, and drown after 15 minutes. But, right before they gave up due to exhaustion, the researchers would pluck them out, dry them off, let them rest for a few minutes, and put them in for a second round. On the second try, how long do you think they lasted, Jerry? Uh, Jeez, I have no idea. Another 15 minutes? 10 minutes? I'd say 10, 15, yeah. How about no? How about they lasted for 60 hours? That's right. That's not an error. What about that? 60 hours of swimming. 2.5 days of swimming nonstop. The conclusion was drawn that since the rats believed that they would eventually be rescued, they could push their bodies way past what they previously thought possible. I leave you with this thought. If an unstoppable belief can cause exhausted rats to swim for that long, what could a belief in yourself and your capabilities do for you? Just remember what you're capable of and remember why you're here. Keep swimming and never, ever quit. And Jerry, if you can't see the light, be the light.